contemplating how you're going to introduce. I'm wondering why it's always my job to introduce. I'm I'm wondering how that happened. How did it all fall on my shoulders to begin the emotion and the atmosphere and the tone of the show? That's a lot of pressure on a guy. That's fine, but like, go. Welcome to a new episode of Cracking One Open. I'm Mike. With me, as always, is Elise, because this is Cracking One Open with Mike and Elise. See, that's why. Because you have to say with Mike and then I say, and Elise. It can be That's Elise why. and Mike. I don't under, I don't, I don't think it doesn't, it doesn't have, have the to same be. Ring. You, listen, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I am, I am stoked for this episode. So yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's, I'm real let's excited. get going. <laughs> All right. So this week we are cracking open Autumn IPA from Southern Tier Brewing Company, which is primarily located in Lakewood, New York. And they have multiple tap rooms out of state as well, uh, including Pittsburgh, Cleveland and Charlotte. The original location in Lakewood opened back in 2003. Uh, but they did not start expanding the brewery into other states until 2012, which is when they added those other three locations and they opened a distillery in 2016. But I talked about their distillery back in our episode featuring Tropical Blaze a little earlier this summer. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. check out that episode if you want to hear more about it. I Ooh, believe it came out in callbacks. June. Yes. So the distillery is located just down the road from the Lakewood location where there are not one, but two tap rooms on site, one of which is called the Empty Pint, (laughs) uh, where they have house smoked meats and other dishes as well. Yep. Um, And then there's the second brew house, an outdoor patio and a stage for warm weather performances. And all of this landscape of liquid love, their words, not mine. (laughs) Sits on a naturally wooded campus that includes several acres of wetland preserve for their resident waterfowl. So it seems like a pretty big place. Um, They also have a quality lab on site where the scientists work alongside other departments to handle everything to do with fermentation, packaging, uh, laboratory yeast management, and sensory studies for each brew. If you go on their website, stbcbeer.com. They actually have a video that explains the process that they go through for each beer, like the the testing process. And it's really interesting. <laughs> As a side note, if anyone has $15,000 that they would like to donate to our podcasts, I can actually get a brewing certificate from one of our local u- universities and become a legitimate beer fesser. Ooh. <laughs> um, but yeah. One thing that I thought was really interesting is that their lab techs are currently trained to recognize up to 22 off flavors or aromas in beer, some down to the parts per billion. That's insane. Whoa. They made the comparison. One part per billion is essentially one second over the span of 32 years. Uh, or one single silver dollar if a roll of them stretched all the way from Detroit to Salt Lake City. That's nuts. Like that has to be, I I should have looked this up, but I, I wonder what a dog's perception is like parts per billion. Probably better. Probably better. <laughs> <laughs> and I've read about these off flavors in other articles before for previous episodes, but the list was not 
as comprehensive, there were like maybe 15 on that list. So these people are even more highly trained than that list that I found on a, another website. But the off aromas can include some pretty funky stuff, including um, buttery, sulfury, cheesy. Ugh. Yeah. They also, along with the cheesy adjective, they noted like vomit, like bile. Uh. Yeah. Um, acetate, as in like nail polish. Uh, Not as gross as vomit and cheese. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rusty, catty, as in like urine, sickly sweet and syrupy, moldy or mushroom like are all considered off flavors. And that's that's just like a snippet of the list. If rusty is an off flavor, why are people buying Bud Light and Budweiser? <laughs> Good point. But yeah, I I just truly didn't know that the human nose was capable of detecting parts per billion. That's crazy. Um, But not only that, the video and the website uh, go into detail about their like seriously in-depth quality control for everything about um, from keeping their house yeast going to the fill levels for every bottle and every can. Um, And they're they're just all about quality and consistency which is why we've obviously never been disappointed by any southern tier brewing company beer that we've ever had which is why it's so dope yeah which is why why i'm so so excited excited for this yeah (laughs) i mean we've already featured how many of their beers on on this podcast i think just two Tropical Blaze. Tropical Blaze and Pumpkin. Two, two Xmas. Oh, that's right. It did win the Christmas. Yeah. But the Christmas War. That's right. And Pumpkin. So like they they basically won two of our holiday episodes anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So another new-ish development that I wanted to mention, since it's still, still technically summer today, ends the meteorological uh, summer. Um, is that Southern Tier is also getting in on the hard seltzer game, which to be fair at this point, who isn't? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm particularly intrigued, A, because it's probably banging. <laughs> and also they have some very interesting sounding flavors, um, including blood orange grapefruit, Ooh. black cherry lemon, watermelon lime, and strawberry pineapple. Hmm. Yeah. So it's called High Current. It's uh, 100 calories and 5% ABV, which is, I believe, I mean, pretty standard for the hard seltzer. Yeah. Average. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to keep an eye out for those, but I don't think that they are as widely distributed as the beer. Uh, So let's talk about Autumn IPA. Southern Tier says, quote, our harvest IPA is brewed with American hops, cracked barley and hard work as a tribute to what makes our beer so special. The harvest, the deep ruby color evokes a bright autumn mountainside where a warm sweater, a good beer and the gratitude for the seasons are all you need. Cheers to the harvest, whatever it may bring you. Aww. <laughs> it's a seasonal release uh, available from August through October. And they recommend drinking it fresh rather than cellaring it, like specifically drink it fresh. Mm -hmm. And it should be served at between 40 and 45 degrees, which is why I threw those glasses in the fridge a couple minutes ago. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Autumn IPA clocks in at 6.7 ABV with a moderate IBU rating of 55. So 
a little better, not too much. But it's all about perception, man. I'm thinking like it's going to be like an Oktoberfest and an IPA. Mm-hmm. Had a good time. And this was the result. <laughs> when two beers love each other very much. <laughs> so we can expect it to pour a golden ruby color. And yes, I know that clashes from exactly what I said, but I'm just following with the website. <laughs> um, with a medium effervescent body. So, although they don't technically list the SRM lady, say, what did MSRM? They did not list it. But I'm going to take a shot in the dark just for fun because uh, we already know, according to the SRM scale, that IPAs will generally fall between in the range of five and eleven. Okay. And being a quote unquote golden ruby, autumn leans toward the darker end of that spectrum, where a Four would be more pale gold and where 12 is like a medium amber. So my educated guess would be that it would be around a nine slash 10. Does that make sense? It does. But this is a ruby. Yeah. Uh, ruby just sounds dark, man. I don't know. It does. But ruby they, sounds like it's past they, that spectrum. They call it a golden ruby. Mm. And golden ruby sounds like it would be lighter than medium amber, which is 12. And the IPA um, spectrum ends at 11. I guess, yeah, I guess the ruby could come from like, make it look like a, almost a sour, like a, like a flavored beer. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. All right. 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 All right. All right. I just wish I could have some validation. I told <laughs> what you. What is it, Southern Deer? What is it? We'll get an abacus and a flashlight and we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, during fermentation for autumn IPA, Southern Deer used ale yeast four varieties of hops which unfortunately they do not specify uh maybe because this is more of a limited release compared to their other releases because for other releases they did specify the hops i think they're just keeping secrets now (laughs) (laughs) share the wealth um and two types of malts it has a piney aroma with hints of caramel malts and grass on the nose Ooh. (laughs) And flavor-wise, it's going to be spicy and piney with overtones of grapefruit and fresh hops. Oh, thank God it's fresh hops. Fresh. I was getting worried they used old old gnarly hops. Right, I was like, oh, man. (laughs) And then last but not least, my favorite information that Southern Tier always offers are the food pairing suggestions. Uh, So for Autumn IPA, they recommend venison or roasted game. Sorry. Uh, stews and roasted vegetables, aged cheese, or macaroni and cheese. Hey, now now you're talking my language. (laughs) Or smoked and cured meats, which makes sense because that's what they offer in one of their brew houses. I do also like smoked and cured meats. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not a big venison guy. Never had it. I'd eat it. Of course you would. But it's Mikey. He'll try anything. Mm, Pretty much. That seems very similar to the description, the food pairings they gave when we were doing Triple Xmas, though. Um, or Double Xmas. Hold, please. Okay. So you weren't that far off. Uh, the food pairings that they suggest for two Xmas, which we will definitely have to grab much more of this year because we only got what one bottle last year. 
I believe so. Oh, we were fools. Um, so the food pairings for two Xmas include blue cheese, sausages, holiday cookies, pickled herring, and fish. I was not close at all. I was way off. I well, thought there's cheese and there's no sausage. Really, isn't game. Yeah, you're you're, game you're or, stretching. I or mean, smoked and cured. Thank you, thank you. But no, you could just say no. You were way off, Mike. Because <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> You tried, and that's what counts. I could have sworn. It's also been literally. Almost a year. Almost a year since we had it, so that's fair. I could have sworn it was venison and at least stews were listed in it. I was like, oh, I thought it was going to be the smoked and cured meats. I had I had such deja vu. <laughs> Speaking of deja vu, you want to go get those beers? <laughs> I feel like I did the same thing last week. <gasps> Is that all I am to you, your errand boy? Well, I'm like all in, all up in here with my iPad yeah. on my lap. I got my yeah, laptop fine. on the I get side. It. I get I'm the teacher's assistant. I get it. <laughs> all right. You ready to crack this open? Always. Uh, I'm so bad at bottles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I got it, though. All right. What are you doing? You clink this stuff, man. I know. Right. Let's see what this golden ruby's all about. Yeah, I think it might yeah. be darker than an average IPA. I don't know. A little bit. Not like crazy dark. This is like dip it dark. Maybe even trip it dark. Uh, I would say dip a dark. Yeah, it is see-through still. It does have a very light smell. Yeah, right about that. Hmm. Interesting one, though. I almost get the grassy in with the hoppy on the nose. I'm getting like chocolate. What? Yeah, I'm I'm smelling some chocolate. You just had chocolate stuff. milk before this though. I feel like that's tainting your no senses. If I cause I don't know. No, if I smell the top of my lips, I don't smell chocolate, so I don't think it's like stuck on me. I don't know, man. Like dried cocoa or something. I don't know. I mean I will agree it's weird to smell that on an IPA, but yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Let's go in on this stuff. Yeah. Yes. That's a that's a pretty accurate description that they gave. Piney and with overtones of grapefruit and fresh hops. But I'm also getting that grassy. Well, I think the fresh hops are giving you grassy. Yeah, maybe. I can't remember. I can't recall any specific hop that leans grassy, though. So I'm wondering what they used. I'm really curious. But this is nice. This is very fresh and crisp. And like, yeah, medium effervescent body. It's got a nice, nice bubbly, but it's not overwhelming. It didn't have a huge head when we poured it out. It certainly doesn't taste like it's almost 7%. No, it's, it's kind of strong. It's bitter. I don't, I don't know if I would say it's, it tastes strong. It tastes bitter. It's got a bit of a burn at the end, I think. But I can absolutely see why they would consider this a, an autumn yeah, I wouldn't kind call this IPA. a crushable beer yeah. by any stretch of the means. I mean, I'm trying to discern particular flavors and I really can't. I'm not really getting a grassiness that you're getting. Really? No. It's called Harvest, man. It's fresh. I'm getting this metallic-y, weedy, sweet. Dank. <laughs> dank flavor. It, it is very much a fall flavor that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I can pin down a particular, yes, it's that, or yes, it's that. At least not maybe 
as it warms in my glass, I'll get there and it evolves. But right now I'm just getting that it it is very reminiscent of a a fall type beer or flavor, but in an an IPA. But not not like an Oktoberfest kind of fall. No, that's the thing is I'm getting a lot of those kind of ales and lagers that you see in the fall. Mm Mm-hmm. But with the bitterness of an IPA, that's kind of what I'm kind of what I'm getting. But I can't really discern, like I said, a particular flavor. It's like you're getting fresh grass. When I drink it, I get. I mean, it's it's very likely that they just put that in my head and that's what I'm tasting. But (laughs) I'm very suggestible. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just getting this earthy, lightly metallic, bitter taste. But the earthiness, I can't like go, oh, it's grass or oh, it's this hop or that hop. Well, it's not moldy or mushroomy, is it? <laughs> no, it's actually quite cheesy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're kidding. Southern interior beers are perfect. I'm still getting off the nose. I'm getting this really sweet chocolatey smell, though, still. Like, not overly chocolate, just like a little bit of chocolate. And I don't know what that is. Are and you it sure it's not the caramel? It might be the caramel because it is sweet, but it's not translating into the taste. Mm. I think it's maybe the com- the sweetness is coming from a combination of the caramel flavor and the, the malts that they used. That would be my guess. Maybe. And the fact that it's an IPA makes it sweeter than most ales and lagers. So mm-hmm. it kind of pumps it up a little bit. I'm just like trying to discern a flavor. In it. And most of the times I can be like, oh, I get that. Okay, okay. I can get that. This. Mm-hmm. This is just like a jumble of of flavors that combine into one beer. That I can't quite put my finger on, although it's a perfect title, Harvest IPA. Yeah, because it absolutely is like an uh, a, a fall October. Yeah, it's not beer distinctly but it's an summery, IPA. but it's definitely leaning into fall. Oh, it's heavily into fall. Yeah, but it's an IPA. Yeah, which you don't see many fall beers are as IPAs. Yeah, that's oh, really interesting. You're gonna see more Hefeweizens and Stouts and Marzens and. Yeah, you're gonna see you're gonna see a lot of German names popping up, (laughs) or ales and lagers. Yeah, but this is interesting because it is an IPA, but it has a lot of those characteristics of those German beers and the the lagers. It's a nice kind of in between transitional beer, which is what autumn is. I quite enjoy it. Yeah, it's interesting. I can't say it's my favorite Southern tier. But I do really like it, and it is really interesting, and there's mm-hmm. nothing like it I've ever had before in terms of beer. Yeah, it is very unique. So it's, That's it's, true. But it, it makes it really a shitty discussion where I'm trying to describe <laughs> we're trying to describe <laughs> it because it's like, you're like grassy, but then I'm also like, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I got chocolate. <laughs> I, I got chocolate in the nose, but I don't taste chocolate. <laughs> it smells, it tastes earthy? <laughs> Question mark? <clears throat> You know, give this lady fifteen thousand dollars because <laughs> we need better descriptions. <laughs> I think this is really like the only beer that's really ever stumped me though on the show where I haven't been able that's to be true. like it's this or it's <laughs> that. I usually get overly talky about like what I'm tasting. <laughs> you do. And here I'm just <laughs> I really got nothing. It's <laughs> it's definitely got hops. Oh man. It's got the hops. I guess if I say that I can taste anything, it would be the caramel. I'm pretty sure I taste that caramel. That's right. I said it both ways in like one sentence. You did. <laughs> that bothers me. Commit. Blow your mind. No. I won't join your war. Same with Vaz and Vase. I'll say them both. <laughs> the only war I'll take place in is ketchup versus catsup. Ugh. Don't well, you call it catsup in front of me. Catsup is the actual name of the product. Ketchup is 
like saying Kleenex instead of facial tissue. No, because yes. you can have Heinz ketchup. You can have French's ketchup. You can have all these different ketchups now. Mm. Ketchup is the word now. Ketchup is the old word. Ye old Fine, ketchup. but it didn't, it didn't start out that way. Just saying. Caramel, 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 caramel. But anyway. Caramel. <laughs> I think that's the only real flavor I'm getting. I, w- I would agree that it's the most discernible. I wouldn't say overwhelming, but it is the the standout against the hops, against the bitterness that the, the hops provide. It's just a very well-balanced beer. It's a very fall beer. Mm-hmm. While still being an IPA. It's a very fall IPA. It is definitely a sipper in terms of IPA, though. Mm-hmm. It's like a one and done kind of beer because it, it's kind of heavy. Okay. Which I think most Southern tiers are. And that could be how, because they're so flavorful. I mean, Tropical Blaze was really good. Tropical Blaze was really good. Mm, I could have more than one of that. I could have two of that, but it wasn't in, entirely crushable. It wasn't like a little heaven or the, uh, the summer ale no, that we had. Or the, like, like, the longers that we've just been like yeah, you gotta, <laughs> literally you gotta crushing watch. all summer. You got to watch out. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that Southern Tears kind of thing is like they're very com- complex. Mm-hmm. They can be refreshing. They can be t- tasty. They can be great. I mean, we did three of their beers before this one even mm-hmm. that we loved. Uh, so it's, it's not a knock against them. They're just not crushable. But I think that's what you want in an autumn beer. Yeah. No, I, I mean... You want something that's you want a something little crushable heavier in, in the, the summertime because yeah. you're gonna you're going out, you're at barbecues, you know, you're doing outside stuff. You want to be able to drink something in the heat in the sun that's not gonna kill you. Exactly. Whereas this, you can really just kind of sit back and chill. And like I, I could drink this like by a like a pit fire with my sweatshirt on, cool autumn night. Yep, I could run the tractor, plow those fields, come back. Crack one open. <laughs> Sit in the porch. Ah, my, you said the name of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. But no, it's definitely a very complex, very flavorful beer. Yes. I just wish I could name the flavors. Tell us the hops. <laughs> so can art wise or bottle art wise in this mm-hmm. case, it is a fairly simple bottle. On the left side, you got the Southern Tier Brewing logo, which is a glass one of those hot post things, some wheat. I described it many a time before now on the show. Yeah. <laughs> a no seasonal banner up top. A dead horse. The top of the, the whole logo has got this dark blue band around it. And then the bottom is the picture where it's harvest autumn IPA are up there. And then it's this nice orange to yellow glow of a sunset with a grassy an artistic kind of grassy field underneath. On the right side image, you've got these hop vines coming down over a farmer mm-hmm. who's holding uh, part a of the symbol, with, which is part of the symbol for Southern Tier. That's what I was going to ask you about is I have no what, idea what, what is, is the tool that he's holding that is part of the sim of the Southern Tier logo itself. I have no idea. I have I've always never assumed seen that kind of tool before. I always assumed and I think I said it before in the logo that that farming implement. I thought that was the pole, the post that you put up in farms. To let your hop vines yeah. grow, around. but if he's holding it on a pick like thing as a as a trough or a tool, I have no idea. I would imagine you put <sighs> the plant down upon it and the holes chop up whatever you need to grab, kind of a thing. Maybe. And the farmer that's in the image is also surrounded by wheat because it is the harvest. Wheel wheaten. 
but there's not too many descriptors or anything on this. Our bottle was bottled on July 15th, 2020 at 7.24 a.m. It's true. Date of birth. 7.15.20. Oh. <laughs> That's it. Keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. So since we're here and since this is a mostly beer podcast and most of the pop culture stuff that I have for this week is pretty much two weeks old already and everybody already <laughs> knows about the new Batman movie anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, How many times have we seen that trailer already? I've already watched it a thousand times <laughs> and you don't want to hear me geek out about Batman. <laughs> it would just become the Batman podcast, which I could do. You could do it. Uh, but. We've got another we've got beer in the fridge. Another beer. We've got autumn ale in the fridge. Mm-hmm. I just took it out. You guys don't know I took it out, but I just took it out. Magic of podcasting. <laughs> so <laughs> this is an autumn ale. We just drank a Harvest Autumn IPA. Mm-hmm. And because we can't figure out the flavors, I'm thinking we open that. You open another Harvest IPA because we <gasps> finished our IPAs already. Because yes. they were good and drinkable. <laughs> and we figure out. What other than maybe the fact that it's an IPA makes it different from a typical autumn ale? I'm game. All right. So I'm going to crack open this Breckenridge Autumn Ale from Breckenridge Brewery, which we will do an episode on at some point shortly. Yes. Um, For instance, I love their vanilla porter and I've had other yeah, beers you by do. them. Uh, so I'm sure that will come up at some point. But this is their autumn ale. It is a bottle that's actually very pretty. It's got mountain ranges in the back. It's still got the kind of orange. It's much more subdued, much more darker orange. Like definitely like late fall But the color scheme is, I mean, well, no, No, never mind. It's got that orange. Yeah. This is a much more fall (laughs) kind of look, but I'm very interested to see. How these compare considering they're both called an autumn, like an autumn autumn beers. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not quite fall. But they're definitely not summer. They're that in between summer and fall that transition period like elise said ah, why can't i do this right <laughs> technically fall is not over and for quite a few weeks yeah but meteorological summer is yeah. over but so we've still got a few more weeks of summer but this is kind of the autumn times i would say i would say the beginning of september the first week is probably still summer yeah but then we start getting around september 12th we get autumny. oh well first off this is Dark AF. Wow, that's dark. Compared to this. So I don't know if we're going to get the same kind of flavors, but can I see your other harvest right now? How different are they? Ooh. The Southern Tier Autumn IPA Mm -hmm. has a lighter, sweeter nose, Mm -hmm. but the actual scent is similar. Oh. Oh, interesting. I'm getting a lot of those kind of roasty sugar notes. Uh-huh. That Yeah, that's like all you could pull from I thought were chocolate, but they've got to be the caramel. Yeah. So in this, smell it. Uh-huh. Roasted caramel. Yeah. But in this smell, it's also roasty caramel, but also almost that gives more of a cocoa nibs Ooh. kind of a, a sniff. All right. So maybe I, that's where I was you, off. Yeah. All right. That's fine. I'll 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 hand it to you. Your your sniffer is more sensitive than mine in this case. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going in. So it's autumn. Mm-hmm. So it's fall. It's a much smoother beer. And I think that's what I'm really looking for. And I think that might have thrown me off in the southern tier one because I'm not looking for an IPA when I hear fall. Fair. Fair point. And this just goes down so smooth, but it's still kind of refreshing. It's not as heavy as 
you would think for this beer being as dark as it is, because it is very dark. It's very that looks if you put that in front of me at a bar, I would guess that that's a stout, not a an well, ale. You can still see the bottom of the glass and you can see hints of this red through it with the light. But yeah, I would say porter for sure. Or a dark, dark ale. But it's not heavy like a dark, dark ale. Here, give okay. it a give it a go. Oh, I should have gotten a six pack. Yeah, it's good, right? That's really good. I'm getting a lot more vanilla and chocolate, like cacao nibs on the note on like right on the front end. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you're right. The the smell is very similar despite being two different kinds of beer. When you drink them both back to back, they're not all that different. They're not that different at all. And in fact, after drinking this, the ale, the IPA part of this is very subdued. And because I'm trying to find the similarities, it's almost like they're very much the same beer. You get a lot of those same notes, the same kind of mm -hmm. burnt caramel, like burnt sugar, like you caramel. said, on, yeah. on like by a fire, kind of an, like, a, like what you would expect things to taste by a fire. Yeah. Not I, like a roasted chicken kind of way. I mean, like, no, not like, like what not you're smoky. like when you're hanging out at the end of the night and you're, you're having s'mores or having yeah. chocolates or butterscotch and. You're just enjoying the night while you can. So you're having these desserts mm -hmm. that have a little bit of a fire element to them. Like I said, the autumn ale is not anywhere near as heavy as it looks because it's darkness is really high. The SRM is definitely up there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but even though they're not super heavy, they're not crushable by any means. And this no. is a, it is a heavier ale than like we had the summer ale which mm -hmm. was an ale and stuff yep. like that. Lighter ales, like almost close to lager ales. This is definitely not something you could have three of. No. And like it's also that, not You're not drinking this the whole night, but you're, I don't you could have two of them. I don't think this is even something you could have with food particularly. I feel mm. like the food would kind of kill that taste. No. But at the same time, we didn't bring it up. I don't think, I don't think the Southern tier you could have with food either. I don't. It wouldn't be ideal. Like I said, I've never had venison, but I can't imagine venison is all that different from like a steak or chicken. It's more just mm -hmm. the gaminess of it. And I don't think I could have that with very much, like pretty much any meats. Maybe like a charcuterie plate, maybe well, like you, the smoked meats and the stuff like that. You're in this area. Yeah. I can't really, I can see this going with cheese, like a sharp cheese. Yeah, like the charcuterie plate or maybe like small, very thinly sliced meats like um, Bacon's cousin. Prosciutto. Prosciutto. Like the, some of those kind of meats before dinner. How arrives. did I know that? I don't even eat I meat. know it. It's just in the back of my head. I just couldn't <laughs> think of it right now. But you could definitely have that. And I think when the main course comes, oh, you'd want to switch up what mm -hmm. you're drinking. Mm -hmm. uh, this is very similar. I could have this as an appetizer. And then I could have this, though. This I can have with pies. I could have this with ice cream. Oh, for sure. I can have this with any of my desserts. Yep. I think the fact that that southern tier is a little too bitter. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could have it at the end with a dessert. I could have it at the end to no, drink, but not with a dessert. it's a little bit too bitter. The bitterness would ruin the sweetness of what yeah. I'm eating, I think. Whereas this is this is going to complement it. Mm -hmm. But So you want to hear a little bit more about the, the autumn ale now that I conveniently have it pulled up? <laughs> I would like to hear just a little bit about the autumn ale. <laughs> Since we're doing this on the fly. <laughs> uh, it is a brown ale brewed with Munich malts and Bavarian hops. 
Mm. Quote, our fall seasonal combines the malty goodness of a German lager with the clean crispness of an American ale. Brewed with Munich malts and a delicate blend of Bavarian hops, it's a full-bodied treat with a nutty sweet middle, a warming alcohol level, and notes of toasted grains. A pre-winter winner. I don't know if I would call this pre-winter. Mm, it's definitely a little further down the road than the harvest ipa the autumn ipa but yeah i don't know if i don't know if this would be next to winter either i would say this is like right up there with the pumpkin times this is this is warm during the day cold at night Mm -hmm. like you said you're still in the backyard you just got a sweatshirt on you're fine i also they said grain and that kind of confused me because i don't get a big graininess to it and they don't mention the chocolate or toasted i can understand Oh, yeah, they, but they don't mention the chocolate or the vanilla notes. And no, like, but those are so prevalent. This is such a toned down version of a van- the vanilla porter. Yeah. That it's kind of weird that they're not even touching upon the fact that there is some vanilla in here. That's true. So compared to the Harvest Autumn IPA from Southern Tier, which is, uh, what, 6.7% mm-hmm. um, and 55 IBUs, this... Autumn Ale from Breckenridge is 7% ABV with 21 as an IBU rating. Yeah, it's definitely so that a- that would I think would account for the uh the chocolate and the vanilla really coming through more. It's definitely less bitter. Mm-hmm. It's definitely I mean obviously the alcohol content isn't that different mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem that different. Yeah. I think the bitterness in the Harvest IPA mm-hmm. Does lend itself to you feeling that alcohol a little bit more, but the um, the compare. I'm very surprised with the comparison. At first, I thought they were. I thought they were going to be pretty much the same. Me too. Which is why when that's why when, I said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you brought it up, I was like, that is an interesting way to bring it up and compare the two. But when I poured it out, and it was darker. I was like, mm, this is going to be <laughs> this so is a different. Different animal. But it really is like a level of progression mm-hmm. because there are such similarities from. I'm not going to say where we are now because right now it's still like, it's going to be almost 90 degrees this week. Mm -hmm. It's still summertime now, but in two weeks from now, it would definitely be harvest IPA time. Yep. In four weeks from now, it would be autumn ale time. So I think that's, well, I don't know. Uh, It depends. That nighttime, nighttime anyway. By my birthday, it would be. Yeah. Nighttime wise in two, in about three weeks is going to be harvest ale time. Yeah. Nighttime wise in about four to six weeks. It'll be autumn ale time. But with global warming, who knows? <laughs> we've had more 90 degree days in uh, Southern Connecticut than we've ever had yeah. this year. It was a record. So not that I'm complaining till we all become extinct. Yeah. And then I still won't complain because I'll be dead. Plus so I'm our cool plants are dying. We're in the middle of a drought. And then we had the- Is there a drought? Then we had, yeah. I knew I shouldn't have taken my 12 hour shower today. <laughs> <laughs> then we had- uh, Isaias hit and like you found out they had the all the salt water got like oh. sucked up and fun science fact I yeah. don't bring up science facts as often even though they were in the pilot episode I read an article that the reason that a lot of things in southern Connecticut and Long Island and, so- and southern New York and stuff like that all the plants are kind of drying and dying up drying up even though it's still August mm-hmm. is because Isaias when it came through blew in a whole bunch of salt water from the sea which totally makes and- sense totally covered all these plants with salt. And so these plants look like they're going through fall changes or are getting brown and dying no matter what you do because 
someone salted their earth essentially. Yeah, which is so, totally what we're experiencing with all <clears throat> of our potted plants out on our tiki deck. Yep. Even the most tropical ones, yep. which have survived hundred degree weather, are now like, oh, man, I don't know about this because they got they got too much salt on them. Water. And you can see that while driving around a lot of trees, also. Yep. On the end that face, the side that faces the water, mm-hmm. have a lot of brown things. So that's a fun science fact for you guys. But yeah, I think back to beer. Yeah. I think it's an interesting progression, and I am very surprised how similar these two beers are. I think. I prefer my fall beers, not IPA. That's fair. Which, although Southern Tier is very drinkable, I think that's my first kind of like knock against them that I think I've ever had is that I, I think I just. It's not a beer for you. That's I think fair. I just want an ale. I think it's really interesting, but. I do like it. I do like it. I just don't know if I can like drink it a million of them like I can with their Tropical Breeze, their Pumpkin, or yeah. their Double Xmas. But fun fact. It's pumpkin beer season. And I know this is weird for a guy who wants to keep the summer around for as long as I ever can. Yep. It's it's time for some pumpkin beer, which means it's time for some pumpkin. And I'm going to go to the ends of the earth to find me some pumpkin. And with their new distillery, Southern Tree has created pumpkin smashed pumpkin whiskey, I believe. Yeah. Which I will never be able to buy here, but one day it'll become available here. We just got to take a long weekend <laughs> and go visit that brewery. It's a long trip. I mean, we might have to quarantine when we get back, but. (laughs) (laughs) Is New York on the list? Uh, I don't know anymore. No, because they're teamed up. We're we're teamed up with New York. We don't have to quarantine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going up to the Southern Tier at all. Like I said. It'd be a long weekend because as we discussed in in the Tropical Blaze episode, it's like an an eight hour drive. drive, Yeah. Which Uh, is nothing for (laughs) us, but. What was I going to say? I don't know. What were you going to say? Oh, crap. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah, I mean. I'd be all down to go to Southern Tier because they put out some of the most amazing beers I've ever had. You know, we mentioned the ones we've done in the cast, but we have had, I have had, you probably if, have had tastes of it. Yeah. Far more than that at different restaurants it, like and different and liquor stores if I see it. on the, the drink list, we're going to try it. At it least. is. I think other than, we always talk about how much we, especially me, I love Two Roads. And I will always love Two Roads. But I think Absolutely. in terms of that's, that's the our, breweries like, we can't go to, OG. or when I think of quality, mm-hmm. when I think of exceptional beer, mm-hmm. Southern Tier is always on the list that I think of. Which and makes sense. And it all started with that pumpkin beer yep. and has never disappointed me any step of the way. Even this beer that I don't care for, the quality in this beer is exceptional. Yes. The tastes are are outrageous and that that caramel still shines through which i really like mm-hmm. and so even though it's not a beer for your particular personal tastes it is a perfectly crafted beer it's an and exceptional beer yeah that that's what i was surprised to see on there I, I honestly don't remember seeing it on the website for the other times that we've covered southern tier but that quality lab it makes sense now. It all it all comes together. Like the the fact that they are so dedicated to the consistency and quality of their beer. Even just the artistry and just the flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, if you see so Southern unique. Tier out there, buy Southern Tier. Get if it. you've only ever had pumpkin, get Southern Tier. Even if you don't like pumpkin beer and you've seen so like get it. And also what I've experienced today is being able to appreciate a beer, even if it's not for you, mm-hmm. but drinking the whole thing and trying it. That's what life is about. Yeah. And that's what, if you like beer, if you like any kind of beverage or 
you know, if you're a coffee guy, a tea guy, if you like different meats and burgers and, oh, I don't know if that one's for me. It's like, try it anyway, because you could still appreciate the artistry and craft. And let's say I had never had Southern Tier before. I mm-hmm. would still appreciate those flavors and the yeah. way it was made to the point where eventually I'm, they're going to put something else out and I might try it and it might be for me. Yep. And it might be exceptional because I tried this and knew that even if it isn't for me, I can appreciate the quality and the flavors and the work and what makes it a good beer so that when something is put out that's more my style, I already know right away, oh, this that's going to be trust. good. Yeah. Exactly. Breckenridge is the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm glad this was the one we were comparing because we yeah. haven't put this on the show yet. And even though this is a little <laughs> mini comparison for Breckenridge, and I don't want to talk about them too much. I really like their vanilla porter. I've had two other beers from them before other than that. And they've always been good, but the vanilla porter is something I always come back to. Yeah. That's probably what we'll do an episode on further down the line. Sometimes when it gets colder, mm-hmm. we'll do that. At least mentioned, maybe we'll do it for our uh, revenge episode after I do the saisons. <laughs> maybe she'll do the, uh, she'll get a bunch of, I'll get a bunch of porters and stouts arranged. And one of those can be it. So Southern Tier Brewing, it's amazing. I think we're pretty much out of time at this point. Yeah. So thank you for tuning into this week's episode. (laughs) And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends. And subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on KrakenOneOpen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KrakenOneOpen. Or shoot us an email at crackin1open at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we want to hear from you. You got any uh, plugs? Well, <laughs> boy, do I. I've got <laughs> boy, two other howdy. podcasts I do. I've got Forgotten Cinema I do with my buddy Mike Field. It's about movies that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether because a more popular movie came out at the same time or the audience simply didn't catch on with the film in its initial run. We discuss what we love about it, what we don't love about it. And whether or not you should revisit it, which we always suggest you should. We'll give you fun facts about the production, why it was forgotten, our thoughts on the movie. It's just a great time. We're very experienced with film. I know a lot about film, a lot more than I do about beer. <laughs> <laughs> that comes out every Wednesday and for uh, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Find us at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or all over social medias at Forgotten Cinema. Every Thursday, we put out a really fun commercial, so check us out. That's true. I've also got Two Player Bros, a podcast with my buddy Dave, where we're two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and Dave every week as we talk about the latest video game news, previews, reviews, what we're playing, what's going on in the world of video games. We've got PS4, PC, VR, Nintendo Switch, Xbox. We have it all. We play it all. We talk about it all. And every other week, we do a post game where we go a deep dive into a new classic or a new release and we talk about how it was made fun facts about its production and what we think about the video game that's two player bros at twoplayerbros.com wherever you get your podcasts and all over the social medias as well also part of the forgotten entertainment family i've also got a bunch of audiobooks out mm-hmm. help me feed this lady right here <laughs> buy my audiobooks michael butler mostly horror books right now i'm trying to branch yeah. out but every little every little dollar counts you get a free book a month if you part of the audible service that's what I got. Noise. And a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Now I want pumpkin beer. It's officially fall in my throat <laughs> and my mouth. In my th- <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> uh.